to AT Banter, the podcast where we discuss anything and everything regarding the world of assistive technology. With our hosts, Steve Barkley, Robino, and Ryan Fleury. Now, let's banter. They're here. 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 We are here. Here we are. And welcome to yet another episode of AT Banter. Banter, 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 banter. Nice effect. I was just going to say, you know, it's too bad I'm not, I don't sit by the board anymore. So I know. I could, I could turn on the reverb. And... I could turn on the reverb and do some effects, but it's way back there. So different setup. So people just have to use their imagination. Uh, who am I? I am Rotten Rob Minow. Today joined by spooky Steve Barkley Ooh. and ridiculously evil Ryan Fleury. <laughs> and... The reanimated <laughs> Rick Tricky Ricky Dicky. <laughs> uh, who is joining us today for what is this, Ryan? Our annual Halloween spooktacular. Ah! So we are going to open our Halloween trick or treat bags. Yay! Oh, is it really? Is yeah. that what we've got planned? Describe what's in them because I have no idea. Okay. And we're going to talk about some news stories. Okay. And if you guys want, there's beverages in the fridge. Oh, really? Okay. Good. We better Good not be getting Halloween. into the beverages already. Halloweeny beverages. What kind of beverages you got? Uh, there's lemon iced tea, there's mango pop, and there's Dr. Zip. What the hell is a Dr. Zip? No name Dr. Pepper. You got to be kidding me. Really? <laughs> yeah. God. He's a doctor, but he, he's from the Philippines. Dr. That's right. <laughs> Dr. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and they don't recognize his credentials here. <laughs> Rick's tunneling yeah, through his yeah, bag. He's <laughs> I'm just hoping there. there's more in there than, um, yeah, than molasses caramels that should be. pull your feelings out. You are jumping the gun. Oh, God. If you, uh, I'm seriously, if I get any of those, I'm totally willing to trade. <laughs> yeah yeah not not podcast friendly or actually taste friendly any that's not try them again they're not as bad as they used to be all right you well, maybe, try maybe, one. maybe for science later yeah. I'll, I'll try it out um well you know what before we get started and i think this uh fits into the today's theme of of scary uh, <laughs> we'll start out by answering some listener emails Yay, we got mail. We got mail. Woo! We got mail. Yeah, but here's the scary part, though. The first one is uh, constructive criticism. That's (gasps) all right. We'll take it. No. no, Are you kidding? I have a fragile ego. I can't be taking constructive. We'll take all criticism, good or bad. Mm, As long as they end with how handsome we are. Okay. Spark her up. Okay. So we got an email from our longtime listener, Allie. Hey, Allie. Who says, hello, guys. A few of you guys do a great job, but I wanted to provide some constructive feedback. I know you guys are joking around, but instead of saying how much you guys like your Android devices and hate Apple, really should not be the direction. Uh, the, The show is to provide the information. Majority of listeners are likely using iPhones. Is it possible? Can you guys look at providing the information rather than making fun of Apple? Thank you, Allie. Short answer, no. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, that is not the short answer. Oh, the, more, the more politically correct answer is maybe. <laughs> no, it's it, it, that actually is completely a valid a valid point. Um, you know, we we do joke around a lot. It, it is it's a valid point. We we really need to actually talk about Apple. It's it's a big part of the landscape, and and uh, you can't really talk tech without without bringing Apple into the conversation. And I'm working on a guest from the AppleViz.com website who's been an Apple user since 2009. So we're going to have him on the show. It's going to be an Apple-centric show. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, certainly we're going to still make fun of them well, and yeah. complain. <laughs> but we'll also we make sure that, you know, we sprinkle in, you know, actual useful information and, you know, and talk about Apple devices uh, a little more than we have because you're right, we, we have been a little... Google-centric, Android-centric. That's funny because my wife got a new work phone. I've been on her case about her phone not holding a charge and it'd go down and it'd be days before it'd come back up. And so I got on her case and she got on her boss's case and her boss's wound up giving her an iPhone 8. Mm -hmm. It's like you went from a BlackBerry to an iPhone 8. (laughs) The learning curve is vertical for my non-techie wife. Well, Linda went from a BlackBerry to a Samsung Galaxy S5, right to Android, so yeah, very different. Interesting. Well, speaking of Apple, I saw a story on the on the Twitter feed today about uh, there was a an engineer, I think in the UK, who worked for Apple, and his daughter, I guess. I, oh yeah, leaked the. Uh, the he, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he had a he had an iPhone 10 that he was using to take down to the cafeteria to use Apple Pay uh, to eat at the cafe, the Apple cafeteria. Yeah, he was testing testing the app. And uh, I guess his daughter got a hold of the phone and she was in the cafeteria and started started uh, you know, did some video of of her using the phone and some of the apps on the phone and oh and, boy. And it got uh, out there and he lost his job. Yeah, uploaded it to oh. to YouTube and engineer uh, for Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Apple. She is grounded for like ever. <laughs> yes, no kidding. Those jobs don't come by easy or no. often. Nope. No. So, w- nope. Ryan, sorry. What you, so you have somebody lined up? I do. I'm um, just working on the date. I think we have. I think I'm not sure what the date is going to be yet, but he's a contributor to the AppleViz.com website, and he's all about Apple. Hmm. So we'll get him on soon. Excellent. Cool. So we got another email from Beth, who sent an email to atbanterpodcast at gmail.com. Hey, Beth. And actually, this this email, I think Rick might be able to shed a little bit of light on this email, because uh, it's about batteries. Okay. Uh, but she says, the safety concerns of several laptops, iPhone, and Android phone models regarding dangerous battery issues, such as phones exploding, overheating, or breaking apart, should be our first priority. I'm open-minded, but as of now, being totally blind, after researching this topic, I would feel extremely uncomfortable owning any smartphone. Laptops have had battery problems too, and this was still occurring as of January of this year with at least HP laptops. I found out that the iPhone batteries are lithium ion. To my knowledge, so are batteries used in Android phones, laptops, and blindness-specific equipment, including note-takers and digital book players and recorders. I have never heard of any battery dangers concerning note-takers or digital book players or recorders. Maybe blindness equipment is immune, as I believe is true, 
due to a sighted friend's idea that phones are so thin that the batteries and connections get squeezed together and electrical safety problems can result. I would appreciate your input. Thanks, Beth. Okay, well, I've got no direct knowledge of what is causing these issues with um, the various equipment that she's talking about. Now, having said that, um, most batteries these days are lithium-ion. Right. Um, in some way, shape, or form. Um, she's right. There, there are far less incidences of problems with um, adaptive devices. Um, I'm not sure what the overall per capita uh, failure rate is, but it seems that the big manufacturers are the one that's ones that are going to get the most uh, PR about it. Um, you know, you get a, a device from HP and it explodes, or Samsung and it explodes, or whomsoever and it explodes. Well, they're going to the the media is going to be all over that because of you know who they are and what they're supposedly um, providing. So I, I understand your concern, and I agree with what you're saying, um, but you need to be very careful when you, when you compare apples to oranges, right? I mean, all devices are not made the same way. They, the amount of current that they're drawing um, relative to the battery capacity, there, there's a whole bunch of of things in the background that may result in in what is happening at yeah, this point. I, I think it's probably important to, to note as well that it's generally speaking not an issue with the batteries themselves. It's generally the charge circuitry that's charging right, that's the batteries. charging the batteries in the background. And, uh, you know, I think in the case of Samsung, it was their quick charge circuitry that caused the problem in the... Was I think the, it was the, S, the Note. The, the, no, Note, the, Note, the Note 7. Note 7. Oh, right, right. Um, my my brother-in-law had one, and he never had any any problems with it. And he was actually kind of had his nose out of joint when they asked him to uh, return it to them. It's like, okay, you want me to return my phone to you? That leaves me with no phone. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> so how about you send me a phone, and I'll return this one, <laughs> and then I'll get return the other this one. one. Yeah, but they were, I mean, just for liability reasons, Samsung was really keen to get those out of the hands of people because they, you know, they they just. We're dealing with a uh, a real PR nightmare at that point, um, but uh, but yeah, I mean laptops. Um, there have been laptop issues for years for uh, overheating and, and causing fires, and in a lot of cases, it, it had nothing at all to do with the computer itself. It was oftentimes people would take it and leave it on on top of uh, you know a bed with a with a feather down comforter, down comforter or yeah. something. And that the would, device it overheat. Yeah, so that would get sucked into the grills where the air intake is and block it off, and then the thing would overheat, and then the down would catch, and foof, next thing you know, you've got a nice burning bed. Um, and it's all the fault of the laptop. Right, and it gets blamed on the laptop, right. but actually it's misuse on the on the part of the person using it. So, um, yeah, there's, there's various things. You know, I don't think uh, you need to swear off electronics at this point, no. but... Uh, um, you know, you do need to exercise some, some reasonable caution and, uh, and in the case of the Samsung one, well, that was a, that was a one-off really. Um, hasn't hurt them at all. You know, they dealt with it in a really good way. 
um, you know, getting devices back, replacing devices, giving people discounts on new devices when they came out. And yeah, Samsung and they handled still, it well in the background. Yeah, they're Absolutely. still one of the top cell phone providers. Absolutely. You know. Well, it was interesting because she, uh, Beth also included a, a link to a Wired um, article uh, about that very thing. That you know, the name of the article is "Don't Blame the Batteries for Every Lithium Ion Explosion." That's right. right. <clears throat> and it, you know, and it says you know a lot of times it's it could be design flaws. Uh, they they mention the fact that, and she mentioned it in her email. That you know the, the the phones themselves are getting thinner and thinner, so right. they're getting squeezed in the pockets, and sometimes I guess there's and the wafers of the battery are are so thin that if you you know if you do indeed squeeze them or bend them or whatever, and the connections are, I mean the space is just so tight, right, right that yeah it looks like a battery failure when in actual fact it is not a battery failure. It's it's a design flaw, it's, really. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember which phone it was, but uh, um, or even who it was now. So somebody, oh, it was my son, my son Mike. He had a phone, and he uh, he basically crouched down one day at work. He works as an electrician, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, he broke the screen on the phone just mm-hmm. just because the phone flexed. So enough. thin, yeah, yeah. Um, and that, that was your that was an iPhone six, wasn't it? Uh, might have been because I replaced the screen on it twice. Yeah, yeah, could have been, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just you know. The, the the design was just too right. flexible to practically be put into the pocket of somebody who was going to crouch, you know. So, so I wonder if that's going to be a problem that we're going to see more and more in the future as as the phones get, you know, thinner and thinner and slimmer and slimmer. Uh, well, there, at some point, there's going to be a... There seems to be more talk of making flex, flexible phones and flexible screens and bendable screens. So the next generation is going to be really interesting. Hmm. Yeah, and then you've got to have flexible electronics to yeah. go along with them, right? That's right. So yeah. flexible batteries. And yeah. That's that's going to be a whole whole new thing. Mm-hmm. So. But to go back to the question, a specific question about about the adaptive equipment. Have now have you ever found? Uh, have you ever had a device come back to you that had an exploding battery? Um, I've had devices come back where the lithium-ion batteries are swollen to the point that if you were to um, puncture them in any way, that yes, they would. Um, and that, I mean, they... Hmm, how do I say this so that it's not going to get people's nose at a joint? Um, and they were squashed into a, a hard plastic case and when you took the case apart, you didn't. You barely had to turn the screws, and you could see the the clamshell of the case trying to force its way apart. Right. So yeah, I've I've seen it. It's pretty rare. And oftentimes too, um, I think that can happen when somebody plugs in the wrong charger. Absolutely. Yeah. So we don't. When we get stuff like that in for repair, we don't necessarily know what caused it per se. No, we just see and, the end result. Yeah, and and oftentimes, you know, even the end user sometimes doesn't even know um, that that they plugged the wrong charger in. Yeah, that they yeah. they plugged the wrong one in. It so. fit. Well, so, the tip fits. It must be the right charger. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So, doesn't make any difference that it's 19 volts at 3.4 amps. It's still fit. Yeah. Even though it was a 12 volt center positive de- <laughs> device. <laughs> Yeah, and the other thing that this article warns about is is also like cheap knockoff cables 
and chargers that you you know you can buy yep off amazon or off ebay that are you know that are that are kind of questionable and the other the other thing that i have found is people use those variable um voltage you know universal chargers right oh well let's make the little slider so it's oh, 12 yeah, volts those. and let's make the uh, output so it's you know two amps right yeah it's all very well and good if you're talking low voltages but when you when you start talking anywhere over half an amp or 500 milliamps it gets pretty questionable right i, I wouldn't be using one personally period right so I mean, it sounds like the takeaway to this is is that you know adaptive equipment is is pretty much rock solid and uh, use quality cables. Use quality cables and and you know the manufacturer's charger, and you should be should be just fine. And if you can't find the correct cables or the correct manufacturer's charger, use it for a couple of days on battery and order one. Right. They're not that hard to find. Nice. That, that's, that's a good that, segue. That is a good scary topic, though, because <laughs> nobody wants their batteries blowing up. That's I know. Right. I thought I thought both emails were very fit fit into the. Uh, the is that all we got? Show. Was two emails? What do you? Yeah. Dude, yeah, that's a lot for us. We get usually get zero, so we've. Oh yeah, that's, doubled that's our... like two hundred percent over normal. <laughs> <laughs> and we love it. Keep them coming. Yeah. Yeah, and and thanks very much to Ali and Beth for uh, for sending those in. Yeah, we appreciate the the write-ins for sure. Actually, we had a third write-in this week too. Wait, did we? we I, did. I might have missed that. We did. Longtime listener Sherry uh, wrote in to say, "Hey, I want to come to the Guitar Dungeon." Really? Yeah. Somebody wants to, yeah. to come yeah. to the guitar Yeah, dungeon? she wants she wants in, man. She wants to she wants to sit in and listen to us do our stuff. If oh. only she knew how grievously unprofessional we are down here. That's right. And how much editing I actually have to do on a weekly basis. Uh well cool. Well maybe we'll make that happen one of these days. Uh that's that, one of these I'm, days I'm we'll I'm down with that. We can pick a one of these days we'll go and and uh, steal uh, CTV's mobile studio and park it outside her apartment. I, I think uh, I think we need to ask her a couple of questions. One, how is she with gratuitous use of the f bomb? <laughs> <laughs> right. And and uh, I've seen I've heard her roll one or two of them out over her, the course of being a client. And and two, uh, uh, does she drink tequila? We. These are are things we need to know. Oh, I'm sure she'll write in next week. I think (laughs) that would be. How do you feel about Dr. Zip and tequila? (laughs) Uh, I think that would be a mm, bad combination. (laughs) Like, really, really bad. Um, Hey, there was one other thing that I wanted to talk a little bit about. There was an article uh, on the Twitter feed about a bunch of new things coming out, and they mentioned the Bristol Braille. The yep. Canute. Yeah, we talked about that. Uh, yeah, last yeah, we week, did. I think. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it mentioned that again, and and uh, mentioned that it was. Uh, it looks like they plan to start taking orders early in early in the year. Yeah, next year. They've replied to my email that they they are wanting to come on the show, but they want to wait till the product's released. So sure. Oh, so cool. it sounds like sounds like January, February around yeah. then they should be they should actually start to to take some orders so who knows that that really could revolutionize things if this thing works the way that they're they're talking um and and really drop the price of of braille yeah i mean it's it's not the fastest braille technology on the planet um you know it's a it's a little bit slow but because they're doing multi-line they've got time to refresh additional lines um 
And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think there will be some hardcore Braille readers out there who are really going to cotton on to this as a, as a reading device. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm a little leery right now. You know, I, I, I've looked at signing on as a dealer with them. Um, but at the same time, you know, first, first generation device, first product from the company. Um, yeah, do you wait or not? I, I think I do. Yeah. I think I do. You know, you, you want to make sure that the thing's rock solid before you, before you commit. And in, in this market, you need to tread very cautiously because, you know, once you lose somebody's trust with a device that might not be up to snuff, you may never get them back. Yeah. So I might not, I might not have a scoop on it if I do go on as a dealer, but, um, you know, if I do, it'll be because it's proven itself. No, we can try and get a review unit. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, the other the other thing the article talks about, and I don't know if you've heard anything about this, Steve, but uh, it's uh, from a company called Equality Time. They they made um, an app for for tablet and smartphones uh, called the Open Voice Factory. Okay. Which it looks like it's a it's a um, protocol like an augmentative communication. Yeah, program. sorry, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it's it's an, it's an AAC program that. Yep. Uh, that uh, basically turns your the smartphone or the tablet into a, a communication aid, and it sounds like they have a few free page sets that they, I think they're free. But in any case, it sounds like they're they're um, um, trying to sort of drop the price in in communication aids as well. But we've kind of seen that before, haven't we? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we have. Um, and I mean, really, at the end of the day, any of those AAC apps, it's going to boil down to what's what's under the hood you know what have they actually brought to the table for for AAC because there's there's some that are out there that are you know really really rudimentary and not particularly useful right um, and there's some out there that have all kinds of features to them but the symbol sets for them are absolutely bafflingly useless um, like you can't tell what one symbol means versus versus another um, you know there there's there's <laughs> There's a lot of variation in those AAC apps, and, and it's really got to be selected based on a person's abilities and cognitive level and what you're trying to say. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of factors that you need yeah. to take into account. Um, you know, if you want good AAC, it really should be done in conjunction with a speech-language pathologist who knows their AAC stuff uh, and an occupational therapist who can give you the best... Um, advice on how to how to access it and how to position things and so forth um I, i'd really caution people on just grabbing off the shelf aac apps and going oh you know here this one's cheap so we're going to use this one uh because cheap and cheerful do not ne necessarily does, yeah it doesn't necessarily make for good communication uh, you know it doesn't necessarily have good communication strategies and it doesn't necessarily have the vocabulary that somebody would want you know, I could make an AAC app tomorrow that had a yes and a no button, and you could say, well, that's, it's simple, and it's a very light cognitive load, and it might work for one person in a million, but uh, it doesn't make it a good AAC app. So, Yeah, and it's interesting. Like, I remember back to uh, when we talked to Elaine Holtham uh, on our AAC episode. Uh, I mean, there's so much uh, work to put together, like, a real working... Um, Oh, years of research and development. Yeah, like even right down to the iconography and the oh, way yeah. that's laid yeah. out and where it is yeah. and what, 
you know, what words to include. Um, what the logic of the user needs to be to get to a, a spoken sentence. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not just a matter of, you know, just a bunch of, uh, of icons. pictures, yeah. Yeah, icons or pictures on a, on a screen. And Now, having said that, they do have their place. You know, if you're an AAC user of a dedicated AAC device and your device goes down, then you can you have a use one of these apps and and get by. I mean, if you've got one of the good ones, you know, uh, um, Saltillo makes one. Touch uh, chat. Touch chat. Um, you can certainly get by with an app on your phone while your device is being fixed. But as a long-term thing, I, I don't think it's the way to go. Well, maybe, and maybe this is what these these um, developers are kind of thinking that this would be a good sort of backup app to have. I mean, maybe it's not really meant to be a long-term solution, mm -hmm. but certainly one that you know, if if they're they are away from their device for whatever reason, mm -hmm. or or it's or it isn't in for repair, at least they have a back, a, you know, a low-cost backup that they can mm -hmm. fall. Yep. Yeah, because a, a loaner may not be available, and I mean your device has just taken a dip in the lake because you were excited to be at the cabin and you drove the wheelchair with the device off the end of the jetty, you know, you're yeah. going to be without your device for a bit because, well, it's gotten wet. Yeah, and I mean, for those people out there that are listening that, that you know, aren't familiar with these devices, I mean, these are expensive devices. And Well, and that's probably the rationale behind an app like this too because not everybody can afford one and not everybody qualifies for funding for one that's too. true too yeah, absolutely i mean there's so like, it's, like 12, it's up, upwards of what twelve thousand dollars no they're not that much right, eight thousand um, ten so, well canadian canadian dollars ten or oh 12, yeah i not guess unheard of by the, time you, by the time you factor in you know if somebody's getting like a, an eye gaze technology or a head pointing technology is yeah well i mean that, the one that i'm currently the, looking at at selling off is um is 9500 Canadian mm. and it's a, a 14 inch device with eye gaze technology and it retails for almost 15 grand US. Yeah. Oof. Right? So that's yeah. a chunk of change it, when you start thinking about it from that perspective. It, it is. And so, you know, when that device goes down and you have to get it fixed, I mean, it's not like you can just get a replacement or you would have a replacement lying around. I mean, right. these are, it's a big deal. Right. And it's also, you know, a big deal when you have somebody who is now unable to communicate at That's all right. because their communication aid is That's down. Right. So that might be where this this really, you know, has has its value is that you know, it, it can create a, a low-cost alternative. And when you've got your $8,000 power wheelchair and your $15,000 device sitting on the bottom of the lake, That's it right. gets ugly in a hurry. Where where do you find an $8,000 power wheelchair? What the are bottom power of wheelchairs lake. worth? Oh, like thirty grand. Oh, is that right? Oh yeah, oh, that Oof. much. Oh yeah, power wheelchairs are. Well, are you see, I, I do no mobility stuff, expensive. right? I do no mobility yeah. stuff, so. Yeah, twenty. It's not unusual to see somebody spend twenty, thirty grand on a power chair. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. You could buy a car for that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what you've got you know, essentially, you could, and you could even adapt it. The low that. rider wheelchair, nay. Yeah, I think uh, an adapted car. What do they run? Hundred, hundred thousand, hundred fifty thousand. Really? So. Yeah. Ah, oh, good lord. Yeah, that's why it's such a big deal right now with uh, with the talk of Uber coming into the market here. You know, um, taxi companies are required to have a certain percentage of their fleet that's accessible. Wheel that's wheelchair accessible, 
and they're screaming the house down because Uber Uber is them. not required to. Yeah, they can they can just walk in and go, hey, hey, screw the people in wheelchairs. We're mm. we're just gonna we're just gonna you know. That's not the only reason people. though. Got There's it. a whole lot of protectionism going on there. Yeah. But uh, but they have a valid point, I think. You know. Hmm. Uh, oh well, here, hold on, wait. I got uh, here's just one real quick thing. Uh, not really related to us at all, but I thought it was cool. Tommy Hilfiger is has released a clothing line designed specifically for people with disabilities. I think it's great to have a top name designer take that on as a hopefully not even a project, but as a a full time. It's a full time line. Yeah, yeah, a full time line. I that's think awesome. that's fantastic. Yeah. Yep. The collection uses magnets and Velcro, making it easier yeah. for people to get dressed and undressed. Yeah. Button down shirts fastened with magnets, so people can just pull them over their heads or get dressed with one hand. Yeah. There's 37 styles for men and 34 for women, and they actually unveiled a similar line for children with disabilities last spring. Yep. So good on them. I think that's going to be really, really popular with the stripper crowd. <laughs> As well? <laughs> Ease yeah. of access, yeah. Mag- buddy. Sure. Magnetic, access. magnetic shirt, you know, just <laughs> pull it off. And the buttons don't even go fly. Go the, go the full-on magic mic, you know. <laughs> what happens if you're walking through an airport? Yeah. Your exactly. x-ray screening, will the magnets affect that? I don't know. I don't know. Every well, t- every if time they you- turn the mag, if they turn the X-ray on and your clothes fall off, you'll know, won't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, that- All of a sudden, your clothes are stuck to the outside of it. <laughs> well, there's an inspection. <laughs> Cavity search. Yeah. Well, every time you go to the fridge, your shirt comes off. Jesus. but kudos to kudos to Tommy. Yep, good old yeah. Tommy. Yeah. Just please drop. Drop the price. It's really expensive. I shop at Old Navy. <laughs> As a setup, Ryan set this up. What did you What did you do? What did you do, man? What do you mean? What did I do? Well, what did you What did you get us? Uh, I got you Halloween gift bags. Like Halloween gift bags. So there's some assorted things in there that Linda helped me pick out. Uh huh. So I think there's like a Halloween slinky. There. Okay. Yeah. Let's get it. Slinky? Yeah, there's a there's, there's a, slinky. a slinky there's a in black, there. Little black plastic slinky. I, oh, I but I don't think so. This isn't a regulation. A this isn't a regulation slinky though. This is. A, I don't think this can go downstairs. It's I don't light. know. It's a good. It's a good office slinky. It's it's very. It's a mini slinky. Some to occupy like. your hands with. All right. Thanks. Some people are like slinkies. <laughs> they're not much use, but they're fun to watch fall down the stairs. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> well, what is what is this lip balm? Uh, I don't know. You tell me. I, I'm not sure. No, I think it's some um, to say on it. fruity. Um, it's nothing. It's just. I think it's like a fruity dessert thing. Yeah, I don't think there's lip balm. It's like a fruit gel. Fruit gel. Thank you for the fruit gel, Ryan. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> what else did you get? Oh, okay. Well, I'm still. Come on, it's like uh, Christmas. Okay, no, I got. Oh, uh, I got the Kurz um, molasses candy. Yeah, we yeah. talked about and, the Kurz candy and, and on last right, year's show. And you're right; it, it's not as bad as I remember. No, really, they must have refined the recipe after 200 years. No, nope, they have not refined the recipe. It's just our taste yep. becoming more tolerant. Refined. Oh, <laughs> not mine. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm still trading those away. Yeah, they're actually not bad. Dude, you filled them with how many? You did you put in here? I don't know. Linda put the gift like bags together, so everything every, they were all equal. Oh, and my favorite, rockets. Yeah, uh, me too. Actually, me too. I love, love rockets. Do you? Those are I, the best. I now, to, to our American listeners, you guys refer to them down there as Smarties. Uh, what? Do yeah. they do? They don't have Smarties in the States. 
What? Yeah, no, no, they don't. Well, they didn't. They might now, but uh, they never used to have uh, Smarties? Smarties from uh, who's, no. who's Smarties? That's uh, uh, Cadbury, right? Uh, Is that Cadbury? I don't no. remember. Uh, Smarties. I think so. Hold on, I'm going to Google that one. But uh, but yeah, in the states, uh, sugar candies, which we call rockets, are called Smarties. Huh. That's crazy. And for our American listeners who might not know what a Canadian Smartie is, think of a chocolate M&M that will melt in your hand. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, exactly. It's like a chocolate M&M, basically. Color-coated. Yeah, yeah. Only, only made with decent chocolate. Oh, I don't know. M&Ms are pretty good. Right. I like the M&M peanuts. I'm not big on the chocolate ones. All right. So when I was a kid, uh, Nancy Green came to my school. She was an Olympic downhill skier, and she'd won something in the Olympics. <laughs> so she was doing she was doing the rounds of, of the schools and she was doing kind of motivational speaking to kids and uh, um, at one point um, we got to ask her questions and uh, my friend Bobby stood up and he said to her he says do you really eat Mars bars because she was the sponsor, sponsor. for Mars Bars at the time. Sponsored it's by valid, Mars Bars. It's a valid question. Yeah, yeah. And yes, she actually did eat Mars Bars. So there you go. <laughs> they should have made her eat one right there. It's like, okay, yeah, but prove it. <laughs> when you have the metabolism of a gerbil, you can eat whatever in the hell you want. That's true. Okay, so it looks like we got... Okay, so we got these Kerr's... Molasses candies, yeah. We got a Reese's Pieces. We got Mars. We got Snickers. We got O. Henry. Who wants an O. Henry? I'll tr I will trade an O. Henry for... Probably a Reese or M&M's. Here. There's a Reese. Excellent. There you go. <laughs> uh, Candy is now flying across the uh, guitar <laughs> danger. And I want someone to try whatever this is because I want to know what it is. I think it's lip balm. No, we didn't get lip balm. I think it's a jelly. I don't think it's edible. Are you sure <laughs> this is edible? It doesn't smell I, edible. It smells no like idea. a petroleum I don't byproduct. Know. I don't <laughs> Maybe know. it's a lube. It might know. be lube. It actually scales a little like lube. I have no idea. Is this the Halloween love bag? <laughs> no, that one's yeah, coming you, later. You mixed, you mixed the bags up, man. Sorry, that was supposed to be in the bedroom. <laughs> a slinky and lube. See, you why, are kinky, man. That's right. This is why we don't have people to the guitar. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Sherry. No, it's, I'm serious. I don't know what it is. I'd have yeah. to ask Linda. Oh, you know what it is? It's, it's uh, goop. It's that dude. I almost ate this. Oh, it's putty. Yeah, you almost. You almost got me to eat this, dude. Is smell that, it. Yeah, it's got that really distinctive yeah, smell. Yeah, I think it's putty. I think she got some putty. So well, you can play with putty. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for letting us know. We're labeling it. Like, <laughs> you're like, eat it. Just eat it. <laughs> Might be good. I totally would have eaten it. <laughs> you ate crayons as a kid. What are you worried about? Uh. <laughs> Okay, let's get back to this foolishness. Oh, my God. This is going to be a long show. That's gross. No, it can't be a long show. It cannot be uh, a long show. I haven't even got to our Halloween articles and news items yet. <coughs> All right. That leaves like a really gross coat. Dude. What? The putty? Yeah. You're not supposed to eat it. No, I'm not. It's just leaving It's like leaving a film on my hands. I get all over my rockets. <laughs> Alrighty, so we got news article number one, which is... 2017 oh, most popular babe. Halloween costumes. Gal Gadot? Oh, yeah. She's a total babe. Have you not seen the Wonder Woman movie yet? No. Oh, fantastic movie. Costume number one, most popular. This year, no surprise, Wonder Woman. And if you look Thank like that, you. man, alive. 
Thank you. You could Thank wear your Wonder Woman costume all year long, <laughs> and nobody'd complain. You heard them, everybody. He's given me permission. I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking the coworkers would complain. <laughs> Only the female ones. Oh yeah. And Harley Quinn Harley number Quinn? two. Yep. There'll be a lot of Harley Quinns this year. Yep. This is, yeah, now this one I'm not surprised with either. Clowns. So, yeah, I mean, It, the, the movie It, I think... Pennywise, yeah. I think they, uh, it was the highest grossing horror movie of all time at this point. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah it's it's done very well. And uh, so, yeah, you're going to see a lot of clowns this year. So, for those people who are actually afraid of clowns, it's not going to be a good Halloween for them. <laughs> Moana? Moana. Oh, interesting. Okay, sure. I can see that. A lot of little kids dressing up as Moana. This no, year. can't do it. It's cultural appropriation. <laughs> uh, well, that's in- it's, it's an interesting. That's an interesting topic for another show. Yeah, well, for yeah, or a different <laughs> podcast. But, I have such a but hard no, time but with is, this. But, okay, <clears throat> but go on a rant. Go because uh, I'm I'm curious. I can okay. Edit now it. I know I know this is this is probably politically incorrect, and 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 it's probably because I am a. Uh, what is it? I am a, a cis white privileged male, um, but um, but it seems to me that if a kid wants to dress up as their hero, they are paying homage to that hero. They are not um, they are not uh, denigrating right. the culture in any way. They are trying to show respect and admiration. Last year, there was that one costume that got pulled from the shelves. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, it, one, which one? It had, uh, it had sleeves. It was um, a Maori. Uh, it was another Disney flick, wasn't it? Um, I don't remember. Yeah, but it but it had a Maori costume. And it had sleeves with the tattoos, tattoos on, them. on them. Okay. But it was dark skin because Maori. Right. Uh, and they ended up pulling it off the shelf because, heaven forbid white kids might have worn it hmm. but what about all the dark skinned kids who wanted to do that what what are they doing do they got to actually get the tattoos you know it just made no sense to me anyways yeah it does it i think you know and some some of them i think have a valid point uh and some of them it's just it's going too far and that's it's like that with any sort of given uh controversy like that you just have people who take it a you know a few steps too far and just start to get angry about any everything. Yeah, it's just gone so crazy well, of late. Well, and here's okay, and if we're gonna really spin off into into something completely unrelated to Halloween, though there is blowback in Hollywood, the same type of of problem in terms of people with disabilities. Right, right. The, you know, hiring hiring people who aren't blind to, to act. Blind people. Blind yeah. people. Right, or you know, fill in the blank, whatever. Autistic. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know where where do you draw the line there as well? Yeah, I don't know. I just I just like to raise the questions. <laughs> I don't actually have any answers, folks. <laughs> That's right. Atbanterpodcast at gmail If you have the answer, let us know. And in the meantime, y'all just be nice to each other, okay? We'll take credit. Whoa, Rick doing some some uh, homemade Halloween noises over Something's there. Something's trying to break through. <laughs> uh, the next top Halloween costume of 2017. This one's a weird one. Unicorn. 
that that is a little different. I'm not sure why that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on, let's read the. Yeah, has there been any particular breakout of unicorns of late? Uh, well, it says unicorns has have had quite the year as well with the limited edition Starbucks Frappuccino named after them that sold out at locations quickly. I did not hear anything about this. I, I honestly, I think they're making this up. I don't, I don't recall seeing anybody over the weekend wearing, you know, being dressed up as a unicorn. And the picture that they use, it's not even—it's an inflatable unicorn. It's not even somebody dressed up as a unicorn. So, I, I would check their sources on this. I mean, this might <laughs> Move be, on. This might be fake news. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. Really? Those are the, those are the top. top those are the. So the and and they're all they're all girls the except five. for oh no the the clown and unicorns okay so yeah yeah so guys there are your choices this year you can either be a clown or a unicorn that's it that's I'd go with or yeah I'd go with a clown personally well actually I don't know maybe not because you get that you have to paint your face with that crap that is true you know what after living in Hawaii I'll go on Moana I will go Moana thanks interesting okay. Steve, go by the go by the picture you in a grass skirt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, let's not go there. He came to our Halloween party in his fairy costume. Remember that he wore to a rogue. Oh really? Oh yeah. (laughs) As as the fu fairy. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I was good. Wait, so how was the Halloween party? Speaking of, that was pretty quiet. wasn't a lot of people. There wasn't a lot of costumes either, you bastard. Oh, they were supposed to be, but people just showed up without. Oh, don't you hate that? Yep. But they shouldn't have let them in. Lots of food. When they're standing at the door holding a, a bowl of food a bowl and a casserole and meatloaf yeah. and stuff like that, Ryan's not going to turn them away. <laughs> That's That's right. Go away, leave the food. That's right. <laughs> no, it was good. You guys want to talk about the most popular Halloween candy by state? No. Uh, I, I read that one. Is, is it, actually, it's interesting. I, and I would like to know how they came with these, came up with these numbers. I think it's just based on sales volume. Probably. Yeah. Okay, well, go, I don't know. Go over some of the top well, yeah, five or I'll, something. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll go over <laughs> a couple of the more interesting ones. Like, for example, well, you know what? Name me a, Rick, give me a state. Name a state. Alabama. Okay, Alabama. So what... I'm, in, I'm guessing candy corn. Well, Steve's right. Candy corn is... No the, way. The number one Halloween ca- uh, candy. It is crazy how many states... Candy corn is the number one Halloween it's candy. Disgusting. Alabamans I purchased know. over fifty-five thousand pounds last year <laughs> of candy corn. What? I don't mind them. I don't mind it, but you can. I can only like three, and then it's just like my body just shuts down. It's like okay, this is. That's well, you know what that, that is. That's the that's the that's insulin di- in your diabetes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, it's the insulin in your system shutting you down, and, and then before, you wonder. Before somebody says it, yes, we know you can't get diabetes from eating sugar. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, someone give me another. Give me another state. New York. New oh, York. I'm gonna go with um, Milky Way. New Hampshire, New Jersey. Some sort of pizza candy. <laughs> this is interesting. Sour Patch Kids. Sour Patch. Oh, you see those? I like Sour mm-hmm. Patch Kids. Are awesome. Yeah, me too. Mm. Except the blue ones. You don't like the blue ones? No, well, because I don't, I don't understand what flavor that is. Like, what, what, what's blue? Maybe blueberry. Blueberry. No, I don't think it is. Well, I don't know. It's, like, blueberries aren't sour. <laughs> like all, everything else makes sense in Sour Patch Kids. You got the orange, 
which is orange, obviously. Yellow, that's a lemon. I think they've got a green that's like a lime. Tart. Right? And then they have these blue ones hmm. that just taste sour, but they, I, I don't know. No one can seem to tell me what flavor that is. Blue. Google would know. Blue is It's blue flavor. flavor. That'll uh, work. All right. Okay, what's next? Texas. One more. Oh, yeah, Texas. Texas. Um, That's got to be candy corn as well. No, <laughs> no, it's not going to be candy corn. You can't load that into a rifle. Um, <laughs> oh, this is funny. Actually, okay, I, suppose, salt. I suppose you could. This is this is funny. Okay, this you're going to laugh when you when you hear this. Oh, hang on, hang on. I still have a guess. Still have a guess. Kind of uh, fits. Uh, kind of fits. Yeah. Uh, Meatloaf. Milky Way. I'm going with Milky no. Way again. No. Starburst. 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 Okay. Figures it's, everything's big in Texas. A salute <laughs> to those rockets red glare. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is going to come tumbling down pretty quick. <laughs> this keeps up at the rate it's going. Interesting. West Virginia. Okay, here's a funny one. West Virginia. Isn't Clinton from no. West Virginia? Clinton's from uh, uh, Arkansas. Oh, dang. Yeah. This would have made a perfect joke, but West Virginia, the top candy is blow pops. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't even know what that is. Uh, actually, I think it's uh, those pyramid type lollipop things with different colors on them, like rainbow pops almost. Hmm. Maybe I could be totally off. I don't know. Just throwing that out there. Mm, unsure. I don't see any of my favorite candy. Like, this is all American. They have a lot of candy we don't have. Though. Yeah, I guess so, but they. Um, yeah, a lot of Snickers, Alaska. hot tamales. Hot tamales are, are. Oh, those are good. Oh, I like yeah. tamales. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those those show up here quite a bit. Milky Ways, M and M's, Skittles. Of course, they're all class. But you know what? M and M's and Skittles don't seem to be. Wait, wait. Nearly who, in the who top. likes Jolly Rancher? Utah. Come on, Utah. Jolly Ranchers, really? <laughs> Ryan wants it's, to know what Alaska likes. It's because there's ranchers out there, isn't it? You're just you're just playing on words. Alaska. Okay, hold on. Alaska. Who do I think Alaska might be? Um, Peanut butter cups. Okay. Beef jerky. One fifty one proof rum. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're all wrong. Candied salmon. You're all wrong. Twix. 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 Who knew? Followed by blow pops and Kit Kat. Wow. Yeah, it's interesting. I I I would like to see a, a a like. A like-minded article about uh, the provinces and see what... Yeah, there probably is one. I just didn't look. All right, fine. We don't care that much. Let's Google it. Let's not. Okay, someone Google it, all right? Um, while I look up the next... Rob's shuffling food in his face. So. I'm right. eating these rockets. I can't... You put these <laughs> rockets in front of me and I can't not eat them. Oh, they're too sweet for me. We want to trade? I didn't see what I got. You want to trade? Let's see what I got. <laughs> uh, I got I'll give you some Mars bars. Oh, wait. Yeah, I'll give you some Mars bars. You like Mars bars? I'll do your... Um, or Snickers. I'll do your um, molasses candy. Oh, God. There you go. Sold. Whatever you don't want, Rob, yeah. I'll yeah. give you my rockets. Okay. All right, cool. I'm, I'm just going all rockets. Oh, ah, oh. sucker. Now, I, you I you didn't, gave them to me first. I didn't find the top candy by province, but I did find out that Albertans are the top candy providers at Halloween. You go, Alberta. Really? Yeah. Good for them. Uh, wait, what are they? I wonder what... What do you mean they, they're the top... Like, they give out the most candy, or they actually make candy? Or they buy the most. 
Yeah, what's that they, mean? They give out the most. Oh, they give out the most. Yeah. Well, I don't know. The oil fields are all out of whack. That might that might change this year. You, you think they got, the, they got a new NDP government and they're. You think the largesse might have uh, fallen off a little bit there? I think so. I think that this year. Things might be. Things might be. Uh, Changing of the did guard you, did again. Did you lose a you lose a candy? It's a lot of crinkling going on in the background here. Oh, Rick lost the candy. I think he's, he's very concerned about. It. Yeah, count that Benji get it. Yeah, look at that. More than seven in ten Albertans, or seventy-two percent, will hand out candy to kids this Halloween. That's compared to the national average of fifty-four percent. Hmm. Really, the national average is fifty-four percent. That's pretty chintzy. Mm-hmm. And the same poll suggests that those in Quebec are the least likely to hand out candy with just 32% of people taking part in the tradition. That's, come wow. on, you guys. Sacre bleu. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Ta Tabernacle, Quebec. Come on. Oh, there's a handy little chart. Okay, so, by province, handing out candy. BC, 65%. Alberta, 72%. Saskatchewan and Manitoba lumped in together at 64%. Ontario, 52%. Quebec, 32%, and Atlantic Canada, 68%. So us, us coasters, we're, uh, we're, we're up in the we're you know mid to, mid to high 60s. Yep, that's pretty good. Uh, Alberta's good. Saskatchewan, Manitoba are good. We are the but most... But for some reason, Central Canada, Ontario, and Quebec just sort of drop off there. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Do they have their own Halloween tradition? Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. The voyageurs didn't... didn't participate in, yeah, they in didn't, Halloween? They, they, they didn't have reason? costumes, so they just never bothered. Uh, so for <laughs> that was a rocket now coming in. Now there's now there's candy being hurled. And considering Robert Ryan can't see where he's throwing, that's not bad. Yeah, you better put on your safety glasses. Right. We've got uh, carving carving pumpkins. Uh, the national average is 35 percent. In BC, 56 percent of people carve pumpkins. Alberta, 38%. Saskatchewan, Manitoba, 46 That's low. Ontario, 35 Quebec, 17 Wow. And Atlantic Canada, 31 Well, you know, and this does seem a little low, but I, what what I'm wondering is, like, so, for example, like, I don't hand out Halloween candy, but that's only because I, I live in an apartment. Right. And so it's not really. So I just wonder if, if that is reflected in these numbers as well, like apartment dwellers and stuff. Like, I wonder if this is, you know, of people who could hand out Halloween candy. Oh, there's got to be a, a margin of error built into it. I, I would think so, because yeah. that, that just seems low. Like, who? what kind of what kind of Grinches don't give out Halloween candy? I mean, come on. <laughs> French Grinches, apparently. Well, <laughs> well, I imagine it's probably cultural, right? Like, you, you go to Britain, there's no Halloween. There's Guy no. Fawkes Day, but there's no there's no Halloween. And, really? and I imagine that uh, it's just a reflection that uh, Halloween in France just isn't a thing. Maybe. So it's, it's probably all there is to do. Apparently not in Quebec, either. But here's an interesting one. Yeah. Watch scary movies. Yeah, okay. it's almost it's almost it's almost dead right across. Right across the country. BC 34, Alberta 25, Saskatchewan Manitoba 37, Ontario 33, Quebec 35, Atlantic Provinces 37. Boy, what a bunch of no hmm. fun. Wear a costume to work, 16%. That's that's I mean that kind of doesn't surprise me. I mean not cuz not every workplace has a Hey, look, BC's, BC's leading the way. We're number one in something. <laughs> yes, 25% <laughs> of people in BC. Will wear a costume to work. Hmm, interesting. 
Go figure. And yeah. lowest is Saskatchewan, Manitoba, where it's going to freeze their nads off if they try. So. <laughs> yeah. No, no. It's not the lowest. <laughs> oh, that's Atlantic right. Atlantic Province is 9%. Atlantic Provinces, yeah. Well, I mean, you could have ice hanging off your nads in the provinces. <laughs> or a lobster could grab on. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> hey, boy. You wouldn't want that to happen now where it did there. I think a knot. Oh, my. Okay. Oh, Ryan, you're a sight to behold with those spider glasses on, man. <laughs> oh, man. I'm feeling the sugar rush now. I just ate an entire thing of rockets. Ooh. Right, Claire. Uh, what else? What else we got? Uh, no, let's not do that one. Worst, worst, best and worst Halloween candy? I mean, I don't know. What's what's your... Well, I think we are, kind of already talked about this. But. Yeah, it's pretty subjective, right? Alright, this one ranks them. Uh, okay, what, is, what does it rank as the dead worst Halloween candy? Curse. No, no. Well, th- okay, this art, this particular article from a website called Eat This, Not That, it's health oriented. So it's they're looking at calories oh, and and sugar and stuff. They're not looking, but apparently, the okay. I'll give you the best, the very best Halloween candy. If you're counting calories, apparently, are uh, Jelly Bellies. Jelly beans. Really? Which, yep. Yep. They only have four calories per jelly bean. And you know what? You only have to be making a half a billion dollars a year to be able to afford (laughs) jelly bellies. That's right. Those are expensive. It's one of those things you go to buy bulk and it's like, oh, yeah, this this looks about 100 grams. And then you go up and... You've just bought three pounds of Jelly Bellies because you can't because <laughs> you can't weigh worth of crap. Uh, and the very, very, very worst is something called Airheads Mini Bars. Hmm. Uh, Never which heard of it. I am not familiar with sugar and filler, carbohydrates, artificial colors and flavors, and partially hydrogenated oils. Ooh, give me some of that. And oh, a source boy. of trans fats. Just three Mini Bars has more sugar. And calories than half a cup of Edie's slow churned mint chocolate chip ice cream. Blech. Yeah. Oh, and then your tamales. Tamales are, are the second worst. Oh, well. That must be why we like them. <laughs> must be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The main two ingredients for t- on tamales are sugar and corn syrup with modified food starch forming the hard shell. Nice. Meanwhile, the red color comes from Red 40, which Canadian researchers found to be contaminated with known carcinogens. Woohoo! So, there you are. Tamales. Cancer. Whenever, yeah, whenever <laughs> I hear known carcinogen, I always think back to that George Carlin line, you know. Scientists announced today that saliva causes stomach cancer. However, <laughs> only when taken in small amounts over a long period of time. <laughs> uh, you know what? And the other, the other thing that ranks pretty high, Jolly Ranchers. Not good for you. Oh, well. But, but really, I mean, what, what is, like, you know. It's a good thing Halloween only comes once a year, huh? Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 I just want to find it. Where are my rockets? Candy corn is... They, they won't have rockets on there because uh, it'll be... Well, if it's on, on there, it'll be listed as Smarties is clearly an American. I see. Sarah Patrick kids, mm-hmm. yeah, so... Uh, and actually, I seem to recall that it is listed towards the bottom. Right. Yeah. Okay, move along. All right, anyways. Uh, yeah, that was interesting. What else you got for us, Rob? So, Steve, okay, so we're going to talk about eight super weird things that we, and probably you, dear listener, did not know about Halloween. 
Go and Steve. this is uh, courtesy of Huffington Post. Fake news. Don't can, see can you click? All right, so uh, number one, originally you had to dance for your treat. Hmm. Most experts Mummering. trace trick-or-treating to the European practice of mumming or guising, in which costume-wearing participants would go door-to-door performing choreographed dances, songs, and plays in exchange for treats. <laughs> wow. We yeah. still mummer in Newfoundland. Yeah. Do you? Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, Christmas? Yeah. Yep. Halloween is more Irish than St. Paddy's Day. Mm-hmm. I've heard this. Really? Yeah, comes from a Celtic festival for the dead called, and I'm going to say it wrong, Samain. Uh, th- yeah, th- I, yeah, I know it's pronounced weird, Samain or... Yeah, something like that. Sorry, yeah. sorry all you Wiccans out S- there. S-A-M-H-A-I-N. If you happen to uh, speak uh, uh, Celtic, then uh, you just uh, give us a holler and tell us how that's spelled. How yeah, that's said. we're going we're gonna to get a lot of hate mail from the Wiccans. That's right. Uh, Celts believed the ghosts of the dead roamed earth on this holiday so people would dress in costumes and leave treats out on their front doors to appease the roaming spirits. Mm-hmm. And they're not superstitious or anything, the Irish? No, no. It's like the little people. They're not real, but they're there, you know. Uh, number three. If you'd been around for the earliest Halloween celebrations, you might have worn animal skins and heads. Well, there's nothing wrong with doing that today. That's right. Unless, you know, you're going to a PETA party, in which case, (laughs) don't recommend it. No. Uh, Jack-o'-lanterns were once made out of turnips, beets, and potatoes, not pumpkins. I could see that. I could see that, you know, back in in the day, you know, you're not going to waste a pumpkin by carving it up like a jack-o'-lantern. You're going to actually use that to feed your family and make soup and and whatever else, uh, you know, for your family for weeks. So I'm not surprised that they, you know, they would just, you know... Because who, who the hell wants turnips or beets? <laughs> following following the show, I am going to drop you off at SkyTrain, and then I am going to go to the grocery store. I'm uh-huh. going to buy a pumpkin specifically for the purpose of making ginger pumpkin soup. Yeah, see? <laughs> mm, I'm telling you. Ginger pumpkin soup. I look forward to doing it every year. I'm actually I'm sad that people like waste pumpkins. I think the pumpkin's is an unsung hero in the vegetable world. Uh-huh. Anyways, continue. All right. Number five, Halloween used to be a great day to find your soulmate. Hmm. Okay. In some parts of Ireland, people celebrated Halloween by playing romantic fortune-telling games, according to Nicholas Rogers' Halloween from Pagan Ritual to Party Night. These games allegedly predicted who they'd marry and when. Since Halloween, like Valentine's Day, was one of the main celebrations of the year where young people could mingle with the opposite sex, it was also considered a good day to scope out a sweetheart. Hmm. Oh, there you go. Who knew? Mm-hmm. Oh, this I like this one. <laughs> In a few American towns, Halloween was originally referred to as Cabbage Night. It came from a Scottish fortune-telling... Trust the Scots to blow a good Irish tradition, eh? Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> Scots. Sorry. Uh, this came from a Scottish fortune-telling game where girls used cabbage stumps to predict information about their future <laughs> husbands. In the early Framingham, Massachusetts... Teens skipped the fortune telling, telling and simply went around throwing cabbage at their neighbors' houses. <laughs> that sounds more like one of our traditions. Excellent. Number so, seven. So what happened is is the young women wandered around with a cabbage, and if you had limp cabbage, you... <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yeah. Never mind. Let's not go there either. 
All right, number seven. Some animal yes. shelters won't allow the adoption of black cats around Halloween for fear they will yeah. be sacrificed. Yep. And that would just be nasty and cruel and mean and mm-hmm. don't hurt the kitties. Don't hurt any yeah, animals at Halloween, you sick buggers. Yeah, really. Just uh, only cabbage. You can throw cabbage right. around. This That's is strictly it. a torturing a vegetable event, okay? <laughs> yeah, carve up your vegetables. All right, and number eight. Okay. Studies have shown that Halloween actually makes kids act more evil. What? Okay, what is this? As io9 points out, putting costume-wearing kids into groups and introducing a clear object of desire such as candy has been shown to lead to de-individualization. This psychological team explains what happens when a group of maturing young minds begin to care less about the consequences of their individual actions, leading them to do things that they might not do alone. The mob factor. One study in particular found that unsupervised costume childrens in groups were far more likely to steal candy and money than both non-costumed kids and children not in a group. Another similar study found that masked <laughs> children were significantly more likely to take more Halloween candy than they were supposed to if they believed there was no adult supervision. Well, I totally believe that. Well, sure. If there's a bowl of candy sitting outside somebody's front door, yeah, yeah, but it's free for the taking. Well, sure, but that's not Halloween, <laughs> or or even that they're wearing costumes. That is just that's just a psychological fact. That's like the kid who came up to our house last year, last year, the year before, just emptied the bowl in his bag. Sure. Yeah. Just the whole thing. Just picked it up by the edge, dumped it in the bag, put the bowl back, and walked off. <laughs> Rat bastard. Oh, oh so there you go. I have way too many rockets. No, I only have two left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stomach, yuck. Alrighty. stomach hurts. Rick, thanks again for coming out and sitting in. Oh, not a problem. Where I want you to tell the fine folks where people can find you around. Uh, a couple of options. Uh, chaostech at shaw.ca or my webpage, chaostechnicalservices.com. And uh, it's got contact information on there. Give me a call. Yep. If you have a device that's busted or you need a battery or you have any sort of problem with your device. See if I can conjure you up a solution. Ooh, nice. Good, good use of the, the Halloween theme. I yeah, like it. Good, good vernacular use there. Yeah. God, you're, we need to have you on more often. You elevate the show. <laughs> tell me something I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve, tell tell people where they can find you while we're at it. Well, they can find me at uh, www.canasstech.com, and that's spelled exactly as you think it would be. Uh... I am also emailable at steve at canastech.com. He can be phoned at uh, 604-367-9480. And I got a Facebook page, Canadian Assistive Technologies. Hey, Ryan. Rob. Where can people find us? They can find us online at www.atbanter.com. They can also email us and probably get their email read right here on this very podcast. Uh, if you email atbenterpodcast at gmail.com. And on top of that, we also have a Facebook page for AT Banter as well as a Twitter feed and an Instagram account. Fantastic. All right. Well, that's going to about do it for us, everybody. I have been Rob Minow. I am Steve Barkley. I'm Ryan Fleury. And I am still Rick Chant. 
and we will see everybody next week. Have a very spooky ween. Be safe. Oh, don't be like me and eat too many rockets. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't even know what lunch Rocket now. man! <laughs> Eating all the rockets he had in front of him. <laughs> I saved you. This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com. That's C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H dot com. Or call us toll free at 1-844-795-8324. For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778-847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com. Music provided by bensound.com.